Welcome to the Sessions Podcast, where each episode, a real therapist sits down with their real client to candidly talk about their experience in counseling. Come join us and get a peek into what the relationship looks like between a therapist and a client. You'll hear the real stories, the real emotions, the hurts, the joys, and everything in between. But mostly, we hope that you'll hear the love that is found each day at Sessions. Today, we have Haynes T. on the podcast. I was looking it up. So you turned 50 last year. I did. 50. Yeah. You wear it well, man. You you don't look a day over 40, 40, 49. Just kidding. (laughs) But you got four kids. You got two boys, two girls, a couple of kids whom I have had the privilege of meeting. Mm -hmm. And I've had the opportunity to actually work with them. I got to... See your oldest son in intensive, which yeah. was awesome. And then your oldest daughter, we did premarital. That's right. Which was awesome, which I loved getting to do. So you and I have been, it's been three years now. Because you you and I met, was it February or January? It was January. It was January 2020. I left, yeah, I left on January 2020, which wow. I love because 2020 is 20, perfect vision. One twenty. So oh. I feel like after four days with you, I was wow. perfect vision. That was our last day together was yeah. on the 20th, yeah. where we did an intensive. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, that was awesome. It's funny. So you, And you and I have been meeting fairly regularly since, but even if you and I fall out of some of that regularity, I hear your name probably at least every couple of weeks just because you have referred so many people here mm-hmm. that even if I'm not meeting with you, there's so many people that are coming to sessions because of you. Yeah. Because, and I, I hear it all the time. It's like they show up and they say, uh, I know Haynes and he's this guy <laughs> who I trust. And he said, this is the place I need to go for counseling. Yeah. Well, I'm very passionate about our time together and what I've learned with you and personal growth. I don't hide it, as you well know. It's yes. I, I'm. I guess I'm a salesman at heart, and it's not like I'm trying to sell your work and what you've done for me, and what I've done for me. But it's just very easy for me to talk about it, and I guess in a way I'm selling it. Yeah. Because I want, I want what is what I what you've given me and what I've got. I want that for other people. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. You have no idea how much that warms my heart yeah. to hear that. And what was funny is when, after the four-day, I was so passionate and so excited. My wife was like, hey, you, you got to quit talking. <laughs> you gotta, I, mean, <laughs> I would just take up hours and hours of time with people telling them about this special thing yeah, that I just went through. Gosh. And Stacy's like, ah, you may maybe want to pull back a little bit. <laughs> a little, <laughs> little too much. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I just wanted to give it to everybody. Yeah. Well, and not only do you tell people about counseling, but you also, on a number of occasions, have paid for people to come here. Yeah. Which even it, to me is unbelievable because it's like, you are so, you're just so moved by 
what can happen yeah. in this space yeah. that you're removing any barrier for people to come have the same experience. Like, Brendan, if I won the lottery, and this is no joke, if I won the lottery, I would pay for every single person that I know, family, friends that wanted to come, that had a passion to come, I would pay for it. It'd be one of my first things. Gosh, man. I believe I, I, I I'm sincere. Know. Like I, yeah, oh, I, I, yeah, I believe you. And I don't know if there's anyone else that I've met that would do that. Yeah. And I would say that it's just so it's like, it's, it's, it's inspiring. Like you tr- truly like inspire me well, and you've come yes. up more than once at that staff table. You know, I'm not the only therapist who's gotten the chance to work with you or somebody who knows you or, you know, but it's like all roads have kind of led through Haynes, you know? So this has been a long time coming, having you on the podcast. And I've been excited because you're, you're like the Godfather, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I'd love if you could just sort of begin just giving the, the 30,000 foot view on you just to tell your story and go, Mm. go all the way back. If you can, even kind of into your childhood and, because it's a big piece of to know you is to know that part. Yeah. So what has it been like to be Haynes and in your life? Hmm. And start there. That's always difficult. And it was one of my biggest fears when, first of all, when I came to see you the first time, I was scared to death, not even really knowing what I was doing. But you, you know, I've been to counseling before and, they always want to focus on like 12 and under, right? Right. Where, where did this guy start? And I just, I was afraid I couldn't remember that stuff. But when you get in that setting with you and you feel safe and you feel you have a way of making you feel um, accepted, I'll say safe again, uh, which opens up to vulnerability. Yeah. And you just start remembering things. So, you can coach me through this. Yeah, but, I will. But just, I, I guess, just starting out, I was, um, I was born uh, in Johnson City, and my mom and dad are were very young. They were twenty three, I think, when they started their family. I was the second of five. I mean, there were some ups and downs. There were some difficulties. Just in, I think, I was probably a difficult kid. I was a struggle probably for my parents. And just looking back over the last several years, wondering why that was, and then just looking at the dynamics of my older brother yeah, who was planned, you know, and evidently he was an easy child and the first one, and he was a good-looking baby. And and then here comes this accident, you know, <laughs> 18 months later. And yeah, I think I was just a kid that was always looking for attention or trying to be seen, trying yeah. to be heard, trying to be accepted. And we talk about in family systems a lot, you know, the yeah. oldest child ends up a lot of times just sort of being the quote unquote family hero. Right. Right. They almost kind of follow in the footsteps of, of dad and they are the one who is getting all the good grades and they're just, they have figured out how to, 
be As sort a of pleaser. Yeah, 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 and like how to be sort of the thing to be celebrated within the family as this yeah. golden oldest child, and then comes along the next kid, and oftentimes that's a pretty big shadow. Yeah, that you have found yourself in from your older brother. Yeah, I've thought about that a lot, especially like I said earlier here lately. But uh, you know, there's things about my childhood that you know, even to this day, make me cry, get me upset, and um, I felt very sorry for little Haynes. And you've made me talk to that kid uh several times and each time i cry but i think the last time we did an intensive we did a one day yeah you made me talk to him as me now and that was very easy i was able to to say some things that yeah you know i i'm sorry that i didn't see you i'm sorry that i didn't wasn't there for you i'm sorry that you had to go through that alone but then you you did an about face and made me sit in the little Haynes chair. Oh right, the twelve and under Haynes, and I had to talk back to the Haynes that I am now. Yeah, saying how what did that feel like to hear that from Big Haynes, and that that tore me up. I don't yeah. know if do you remember that? Yeah, because if you really, as you would say, drop in in these sessions. Which I do. I'm very engaged because I want to learn. I want to figure things out. I want to be better. I'm I'm committed to personal growth. Um, And when we talk about that idea of dropping in, too, it's emotionally dropping in, meaning like you're available. You're all there. I'm here. You're not preoccupied by something outside of the room. You're not completely in your head overthinking. You're... It's like you can just sort of see your heart available. and, and When it's the beauty of what you do in your work, I mean, you are, and when I say you, and I'm pointing to you, Brendan, <laughs> you, you do a very good job. I keep going back to making, to saying you, you make me feel safe. Yeah. Like you probably know everything about my whole life, but it's because I feel so safe in here and I feel safe talking about it and... I feel very vulnerable, like I can be vulnerable with you. So I appreciate that about you. Yeah, thank you. So as I was saying, just turning around as little Haynes and talking back to big Haynes, I think the question you asked me was, how did that feel to hear that? Yeah. And I just lost it because it was like I was actually dropping in being little Haynes and I could look up at big Haynes and say, Thank you for hearing me. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for understanding me. And it felt so good. It was like a, a, a wound being repaired. My, my good friend Steve told me one time, people want two things. They want to belong and they want to matter. Mm. And I... I've always thought that, but then this even goes beyond that. Mm. You want to belong, but you all, and you want to matter, but you want to be seen, you want to be accepted, and you want to be heard. And back to my childhood, I'm just not sure. Actually, I am sure. I'm sure that I did not feel seen or heard. Yeah. 
I know I was accepted in my family. I have a loving family and loving parents, but I'm just not, well, I keep saying that. I'm sure that I wasn't seen or heard. I needed more from my dad. I needed more of a relationship from him than he could give. Yeah. And it just, it really took me until my time with you how to um, see it. I learned who I was. I learned why I was who I was. Mm -hmm. I learned how I got to be who I was. And then I learned how to deal with that and move forward in a in a healthy way. Yeah. None of that would have happened if No. No, if I hadn't have met you, huh? Well, I was maybe. But I was gonna say if, <laughs> what were you gonna say? Well, if you hadn't shown up willing and ready yeah. to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, I was forty seven. I was I was ready. Yeah. Not even really sure that I knew I was ready. Like I said, I came scared to death. You know what I remember when, I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, but I remember when you showed up, I remember how frustrated you were. Mm -hmm. I remember feeling like there was just so much beneath the surface that had really never gotten talked about. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And you were thinking about your situation within your kind of family and all these ways that you felt kind of, I think, wronged in a way. And, and I remember putting your timeline on the wall. I'll never forget this. And we're, we're walking through your timeline. We've got, you know, the upper half of the timeline where I say, let's put all the mm-hmm. life-giving kind of happy moments from mm-hmm. zero to 47. Give me all the things that have felt significant, defining, yeah. but in a good way. Yep. And then on the lower half, walk me through all of the things that have felt not as fun mm-hmm. and the things that have been defining, but not in a good way. You yeah. know, sort of the sad, uncomfortable a short trauma, if you want to use that word. Mm-hmm. But I remember walking through that and you saw how much was below that line. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. There was this moment where I think it just all was landing and you were, you were really for the first time like feeling the gravity of just how bottled up and unseen and sort of dismissed that you had felt as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget you turned and punched the wall and you punched the wall. (laughs) I'll never forget that. And that was like this wood paneling walls and it's, it's a, we're in a, a pretty quiet space and it was just like, no, no warning, nothing. It was just like in this moment, you just wound up and whap, yeah. you hit that wall. I think I was crying too. You were yeah. absolutely crying and it. you hit that wall so hard. I mean, it felt like it just shook the room. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I remember it was like, yeah. my heart was like, whoa, like it, it, it you know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, because I think you turned and said, hey, see that cushion over there? That That's what you punt. <laughs> You're like, yeah. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> my, my bad. Hey, here's the thing we actually punch. Do you remember what you said? You said something like, I don't remember, but what I, here's what I do remember. I remember you putting your hand on my shoulder mm. and you didn't even say anything. And that 
I just keep going back to that word safe wow. and safety. It's just, you, you just make me feel so safe. And you didn't even say anything. It was just, hey, what you let me know is that I'm here. Yeah. I'm yeah, here. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, Brendan's just so patient, and he just lets me be me. And like when I wrote the ninety four names on the wall, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm just sitting there writing all these names of people that either give or take from me. And I got done. I was like, "Is that enough?" And you're like, "I don't think I've ever seen <laughs> anybody write more than ten. You have so many people in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there was like a hundred and thirty seven. We did the count. It was done. it was a lot. But yeah. Well, and I think, too, in that it's the feeling of, you know, the hand on your shoulder, but just sort of a, you're, you're okay. Yeah. Like, this is going to be okay. Yeah. You know, and even though we're, we are talking about all this stuff that just feels so painful and so, like, why would we want to revisit this? We get to go back there and we're, like, excavating and doing it with such intention and purpose and not alone. Yeah. You know, then we get to let somebody else in on that journey. Even that timeline as you, was tough. It yeah, was tough. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. It was tough. And even Stacy always wants me to ask you, because authentic me, like the way God made me, I don't know, five and under in my mind or six and under, I, in my mind I have these, I feel good about little Haynes that young, but then... You get to six or seven to yeah. 18, I don't feel good about that, Haynes. Yeah. Like, I just don't. It's times I felt like when I just needed my dad more and he could just never be there for me. And yeah. and it's, it's, you know, and I look at it now after being with you for so long and being in counseling. And I, I tell people you're my life coach, <laughs> you know, whatever. I don't care what you call it. Therapy, uh, yeah. life coach. Title doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just good. It's yeah. just really, really good. You know, I've learned so much in the last two or three years that I see things. I recognize things. I see things in my family. I see things in my extended family. I see things in people. Like you just start picking up on the unhealthy things in relationships in yeah. th that are around you. And what I've noticed is that my parents just weren't equipped with what I now have. Yeah. And so there's a part of me that is, I feel sorry for them. Because I wish, I wish they had it. I yeah. wish they could see it. I wish they would do some work. But I just think it's that generation. Yeah. You know, I, we, we didn't learn how to constructively have a conflict in, in my family growing up. It was my dad's way, and that's it, and he, and he would walk out. Right. And you never felt like you had a voice, like you could talk or tell my, hey, I, I have a, Something I need to say. No, that's talking back. You can't talk back. Right. Like, but I gotta. Hey, don't talk. Don't talk back, or you'll be disciplined. Yeah. And you know, it was the same that I saw with my mom. Like, mom couldn't speak. It was his way or the highway. And I vividly remember them 
dad saying something and mom wanting to talk and he let her have it. And then he went out the door and she went upstairs crying. And so that's, that's really all I know. I've never seen my parents argue and then walk through the steps of recognizing and owning, speaking your truth, and then coming together at the end right. in reconciliation. I've never seen that happen. And luckily here and with some of your other coaches here, I've I've learned that. Yeah. Uh, and it's been good. It's been great for my marriage. It's been great for my kids. Yeah, that's the other part of you that it's like we look at Haynes. Haynes represents almost exactly why sessions and this group practice too was created that wouldn't it be wonderful to have a place where with one therapist I can do my individual work and then I can go right next door and I can have in the next office over somebody that I get to, this is the place where I go for my marriage. Yeah. Which this is, is the what place. We did. It's just what you did. And you got to meet with Caroline, Caroline and who guys, is a rock star. Oh my gosh. I can't say enough about the work that she did with my wife and me for three days. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. She's she's a master. Like Caroline is this ninja. Yeah. Who is I mean, talk about somebody who has all the clinical chops in the world, but then has this way of when you walk into the room with her, she just like joins you. She just comes right alongside you, puts that hand on your back in your marriage, and then gets to guide you through that whole process with your wife. Yeah. You know, I, I, but I just love that it was like just that blueprint of you coming in, doing all the individual work and then going like, okay, and now how does this integrate into the rest of my life? First and foremost, most important relationship in my life with my spouse. Yeah. You know, and just say a little plug for sessions, um, your practice, you know, I've been married 27 years and, and we've been to marriage counseling in churches many times and learned a lot. And it's, it's been fine. Like it's, it's been fine. There's been some great things, but what I learned here at sessions with you, with Caroline, um, and especially doing the couples counseling with Caroline, yeah, was far superior than any counseling that I've done at the church level. Now, that's just to say, maybe I went to the wrong counseling at, at the churches I went to, or my yeah. churches, but. You guys just go deeper, I think, than what the church can do. Yeah. And I'm just very thankful for Caroline, for you, for Sessions in my marriage. It, it was the right place for Stacy and me. To yeah. Come. Back to that timeline when we were doing that timeline, one of the things that really hit me so hard in that intensive was... I went there thinking I'm I'm going there for Haynes, 47-year-old Haynes. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm here, I'm learning. But I think in the second day, about right about when we were doing the timeline, mm. it hit me so hard that I was there not only for 47-year-old Haynes, but I was there 
for Little Haynes. Yeah. I was there for Father Haynes. Yeah. I was there for Husband Haynes. Yeah. And that just became so overwhelming to me. Gosh. That yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is hitting me hard. I mean, it was really hard. Well, and especially to knowing you got four kids, how you've shown up as a dad with these four kids being able to learn and understand all of the ways that maybe you had been treated as yeah. a kid yeah, and then learning sort of the version of, you know, health and all of that. And then going, man, how have I showed up as a dad to my own kids? Oh, it, it's a terrible feeling to, to think at 47, I wish I would have done this at 23. Yeah. I wish I could start over and go back and have all this knowledge to raise my kids and and to raise my marriage with. Yeah, yeah, wow. It's it was a it was a horrible, horrible feeling. And I I remember leaving there and thinking I've got to get to my kids right now. Gosh. I need to talk to them, and I did. I met one of them on the highway. Right after we had left. Right yeah. after we left, yeah. I had met, I met one of them on the highway coming back to Nashville, and I was going home, and we had one of the most amazing conversations in a car on the side of the road. Uh, I think it was on a gas station parking lot, where I just said, I need to tell you some things, and it was just really me being vulnerable. And the craziest thing happened. I mean, it's not crazy. It was amazing. She's like, well, I need to tell you something. And she became very vulnerable. And we just sat there and hugged and cried and cried and cried. And I I told her, I said, I just want you to know something. I love you more now than I did before we got into this car together. (laughs) The fact that, yeah, it it just speaks so much to you Haynes just that the thing that as you leave this experience of entering into your own work and doing it all and then your instinct is I gotta find my kids I gotta gotta tell them them. and the thing I want to tell them is I love you and you're okay I'm sorry and I'm sorry I mean there were and there were instances I even had with all of them and and it impacted that hers was the biggest impact, and I think my my son was like, "Yeah, thanks, Dad. You know, <laughs> you're you're great," which was nice. Obviously, the old ones didn't get to see as much of a change as the younger ones did because they were still in the house or right. close to it. No, it was, but it was good. I needed to say it, and obviously, the same with my wife. I mean, it was. Can you imagine being your daughter, hearing that from your dad? And, and and having your dad oh. show up and just go walk into her life, hop into the car in a gas station in the middle of wherever, and just have your dad show up in your life kind of seemingly out of the blue and just tell you that I love you and I'm sorry. I can't even imagine what that would be oh, like Brandon. to have my dad... Oh, it would, I that. would have a heart attack. Yeah. I'd be like, who has possessed you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gosh, that what an amazing experience. Yeah, for both of you. But Yeah. 
But that is the thing that happens is that once we enter into our own story, this part of us in empathy begins to come out where we start thinking about all of the people in my life that I've made an impact, positive or negative, yeah. and really looking at all of that. And, you know, we talked about the, the repair being greater than the rip. Yeah. That's the example right there, yeah. is being able to go with your daughter and know these rips where maybe, sure, I had been a voice that prior had maybe reinforced some shame for you or something, but then to go, I'm going to repair that. Yeah. And I'm going to come in and go, shame is not even going to be a part of this anymore. I never want you to feel bad about who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm never going to be a voice again that's ever going to reinforce that for you. Haynes, every time I see you, I feel just more of this presence of tenderness, just the amount of love and light that you have, it just like, it it radiates off you. I mean, we talk about that fire and people are drawn to that. Well, I I hear you say that and I'm just sitting here like proud of you. (laughs) Like I'm proud that you opened me to to all that. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I wish I, I don't know who all this goes to, but I would like to just give everybody your business card or <laughs> tell people, come see Brendan at wow. sessions and yeah, it'll change your life. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's yeah. kind of you. Good having you. Well, thank you. Thanks for, for, thanks for doing this. And Anytime. I'm here. I plan on this, this friendship being a long lasting one. Absolutely. So... You're my life guy, my life coach. Uh, To be continued. It has to. (laughs) It has has to. to continue, yeah. Good, man. This is fun. Thanks for listening to the Sessions Podcast. And thank you to each and every one of the brave clients we get to sit down with each week. It's not easy to ask for help, but we know that when we do, we begin the process of change. We begin the process of building an authentic connection to yourself. And this just may be the most important connection you will ever make because we believe you're worth it. Hey friends, if there was something you heard in this conversation that you thought might be helpful for a friend or family member, feel free to share this episode with them. We love the idea of these stories being shared in hopes that it could help somebody who could use a little help. We love hearing how these stories are impacting you. So feel free to leave a review and keep following along.